I have a Louise in my house yet again. What's up? How's it going? Yeah, it's good. I had to go to the office today, so I was like, we're supposed to be recording. Let me swing on past Renee's house and go and see her in person. We record over Zoom so often now that I was like, wait, what do we do? How did we we used to do this every week? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. How are you this week? Good. I had 21 things on my to-do list this morning, and I managed to do... All of them. Oh, amazing. Not necessarily were all of them, like, completed, but I mm-hmm. did a little bit of work on all of the things today. Amazing. That yeah. is so good. It's I was, good like, day. super focused. It was weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's been a good day for me as well, focus-wise. I was at my probation meeting at work, so I passed that. Phew. So that's good. Yeah. Well, it was very, very nice things that they were saying, mm-hmm. and I was like... Can I send this to my last man? <laughs> forward this on. My boss was like, you can do whatever you want with it once I've sent it to you. But So that was a nice end to the day as well. Excellent. I love that for you. Yeah, that's great. You know what else you're going to love? What am I going to love? New Patreon member. Oh my God. Tell me more. Welcome to Rebecca. Welcome, Rebecca. Welcome to the International Coven of Awesomeness. Rebecca has already joined the ICOA group chat, and we've been having tons and tons of great chat with her. Mm-hmm. So it's been really fun getting to know you, Rebecca. So glad you're here to make magic and food yes, with us. Absolutely. Yeah. She's been a very prolific member of the ICOA since she joined, so mm-hmm. that's been great. There's been loads of really great discussions in the group recently. So yeah, welcome. Welcome to the Coven. Thanks so much, Rebecca. You're super rad. Super freaking awesome. <laughs> We're a week late on our March tarot, but um, because we did the moon magic yes. last week, but it's fine because there's five Thursdays in March, there so are. it all works out. There's still time for you to get the benefit of this tarot reading. I shuffled already, but because I'm OCD, I need to shuffle again. Yeah. That's the first question. So... As March sees Ostara and the start of spring, Mm -hmm. I thought we would literally put the word spring in the question. Don't know why. What's starting to spring up in my life that I need to be aware of? And because we're recording together, you're just going to have to listen to all the shuffling noises that I usually (laughs) edit out when we do. the. It'll be a little tarot ASMR for It will be. We're going to do some tarot cards. Gross. Stop that right now. I've got the Muse tarot, so mm-hmm. in this deck, the the suits are slightly different. Mm-hmm. So I've got the Queen of Inspiration, mm-hmm. which is sort of like the Queen of Wands. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which came up for me in another reading recently, mm-hmm. and so I'm really loving her vibe right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the Queen of Wands usually has a cat. This Queen of Inspiration has... Um, a leopard or a cheetah. I can oh. never remember how to tell the difference. And it's just a picture, yeah. so yeah. who knows. Um, but she's, uh, and she's in front of some pyramids and she's super fierce. She's just like channeling all the ideas and inspiration and sending it out to everyone. Mm-hmm. So in terms of what's springing up that we need to be aware of, I'd say focus on new ideas that are coming to you and like, Really, really embrace them with that full-on queen energy saying, yes, I can take action on that. I can absolutely Mm -hmm. do that. 
Yeah, which is interesting because I've pulled the Seven of Wands reverse and I was just doing a sneaky little check because the Seven of Wands is always one that I'm like, what's it trying to say? And you can see the guy that's like, he's kind of, it's almost like he's planting all of these wands, mm-hmm. but like, he looks like he's having a bit of a a bit of a struggle getting it all done. So reverse, I'm thinking that it's great that you've got all of these opportunities and yes, go for them, but also maybe take a moment to reflect on do you need to do all of them at once? Mm-hmm. Do they all need to be done this week? Could you maybe put some off for mm-hmm. the future? Because um, we can sometimes be really bad for having all the ideas and thinking we need to jump on and get it done straight away. But mm-hmm. actually sometimes we need to stop and we need to think about it. Because if you jump in too fast, then you become overwhelmed and then you don't want to not do anything because you've become so overwhelmed with all of the things that you think that you need to mm-hmm. do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the seven of wands can also be about like people challenging you. Yep. So it's about like standing your ground, right? Mm-hmm. So it could also be looking at like ignoring the naysayers and things mm-hmm. like that. Like if you if you do have one thing that you really want to move forward on mm-hmm. and somebody's saying, well, that's bullshit, that's stupid. Like if you're passionate about it, mm-hmm. fuck those guys. Especially if that naysayer is yourself. Oh, Sometimes yes. you need to <laughs> look inside and say, actually, I've been talking myself out of these opportunities mm-hmm. and maybe it's time to go for them. Yep. Put on that, yeah. put on your queen's crown. Yep. Absolutely. Make it happen. Go for it. Yeah. Up next, we're asking, how can I bring more balance to my life with the equinox coming up? Yeah. I've got the Fool. Mm. The Fool's not a particularly well-balanced card. I've got the Eight of Wands, also not a particularly balanced card either. (laughs) So we're going on an adventure and we're doing it fast and swift. Yeah, we're fucking going for that, aren't we? (laughs) The Eight of Wands energy is very much like, go, 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 go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So maybe it's, I mean, we have talked about in the past how we quite often don't set resolutions in January and we kind of start to think about them in February and then we start to put them into practice. So maybe this is the card saying, now is the tip, you've had your rest, Mm -hmm. you've done your recuperation, you've done your thinking and you're mulling it over and you're marinating, as Mm -hmm. I like to say. (laughs) Now's the time to do it. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes we can over-marinate. You Mm -hmm. want to be over-marinated. No. You want to... That's mushy. That Yeah, that's just mush. You want to get to the point where you're like, no, I know what I need to do and I need to go for it. And sometimes it's the full energy where you have to just take the yep. leap of faith. Take the leap. Yeah. Go for it. Just start moving with like purpose mm-hmm. and direction toward whatever it is that's calling you. You are going on a brand new hero's journey this mm-hmm. spring. If we want to talk about how you can bring balance to that, I think it can refer back to what you were saying before about, Mm -hmm. like, maybe those voices that have been holding you back. Mm -hmm. If you've been resisting starting something new, this is your chance to swing totally in the opposite direction and Mm -hmm. just go for it and see where it takes you. Absolutely. And also, that's the whole point of the the marinating process is for you to get – I was saying, obviously, about not rushing into everything all at once. That's the point of the marinating process is so that you can go – Right, no, I've thought about this, Mm -hmm. and now is the right time to do this, as opposed to just jumping in, Mm -hmm. doing the full card without having thought about it Mm -hmm. first. Then you go, oh, I've just fallen off a cliff here. (laughs) You've you've taken the time to inspect what's on the Mm -hmm. other side, and now you're ready to jump in knowing what you know. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So what's the last question? What is ready to be born? What is ready to be born? Baby chicks. Mm, Tiny little baby chickens. (laughs) I've got justice. 
The Ten of Cups. Oh, oh how glorious. The Ten of Cups is just such a joyful card, isn't it? I know, it? I know. It's the big, fat, happy family card. Mm-hmm. And justice in terms of, like, what's ready to be born. Like, I can certainly think of a lot of justice that needs to be brought to mm. the world in general. Yeah. And justice that is going to lead to more, like, joy and connection and people getting the abundance and mm-hmm. the happiness and the freedom that they deserve. Yeah. Let's let's make some of that. Yeah, absolutely. Doing things that work for you, work for the people around you, and is going to bring more, like you say, abundance and happiness in. And bring in that big old happy family energy, whatever that looks like mm-hmm. for you. Yeah, I think it's about potentially one of the things I talk about all the time, boundaries and all of these types of things, things that you can put in place to make sure that you are in a position to create the abundance that is coming for you Mm -hmm. in this spring season. Yeah, love it. Yeah. I mean, I've got lots and lots of positive energy going on over here, so it seems like March is going to be full of potential and some action. Considering March is part of Pisces season uh, there's a lot of fire energy in my reading as well in terms of just fucking go for it. (laughs) Well a lot of the questions that I've asked have been around the spring equinox and which is Aries season. That's true. That's true. Aries really is is fucking go for it. it's fire energy yeah by the time we get to (laughs) Aries season it's time to get your shit done. Absolutely. Yeah. Amazing. So this week's topic (laughs) Has been one that's been on the like voting list for mm-hmm. ages because it's been on there for a long time. I sort of broadened the original concept that I had thought about, like sort of the lens of looking through this. In. Mm-hmm. But the reason I decided to just go ahead and put it on the list is because somebody in our ICOA who is a very seasoned and experienced witch messaged me and said, I had to just Google what is the Kabbalion. Yes. Because she didn't know. And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. She'd never heard of it. Yeah. And then you just sat out, sat down in this chair to record this podcast, and you were like, I had to Google the Kabbalion. Yeah. And like, it was really interesting when we get into talking about what the principles of them are. I know the principles because I've heard them, but I didn't know that that's where it came from. Mm-hmm. Like, if you'd said... When you were like, what are the seven hermetic principles of the Kabbalion? I was like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> the who of the what? Um, and yeah. one of the sources that you had mentioned was like a money manifestation. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Coach, blogger. It is the wealthcreationmastermind.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the manifestation community loves to talk about, right, the universal laws, the law of attraction yeah. and the law of this and the law of that. All of those have sort of trickled down from these seven hermetic principles. Okay. I learned about these because it was one of the first things that Maggie Hazeman taught in her Witchcraft 101 course. Mm-hmm. So, of course, it formed a foundation of my knowledge because it was a foundation of her knowledge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I learned from her. But I also was like, where did this come from? And because I'm the nerd that I am, yep. I had to read the source material. Obviously. <laughs> Is it quite dry, just as an mm, aside? It's, it's quite philosophical. Right. It's not dry, but it's like a lot 
of heavy concepts to deal mm-hmm, with. Mm-hmm. So it's not a quick read. It's not a light read. It's not like super easy to understand and mm-hmm. digest. It's something that you want to take your time over, read little by little. I did try to reread it before we started recording, but I didn't start soon enough. And I only got yeah. about 35% of the mm-hmm. way through because I kept falling asleep. <laughs> Partly because I read it on my Kindle, and reading on my Kindle is the last thing that I do before I go to sleep. Mm -hmm. So my brain is trained to fall asleep while reading my Kindle. Yeah, Yeah, so the Kabbalion is the source of these things that you will have heard us talk about, like the principle of polarity and the principle of rhythm and the principle of vibration Mm -hmm. all comes from the Hermetic philosophy, which is attributed to this guy called Hermes Trismegistus. yes. Now, there's some debate on whether this was an actual, like, historical person, Mm -hmm. whether it was a completely fictional person, Mm -hmm. or whether it was more like an archetypal amalgamation of different mystics and Mm -hmm. philosophers of ancient Egypt and Greece. Trismegistus means, like, the greatest of the great. Right. So, basically, it's like saying Hermes the goat. Yep. The OG. Mm -hmm. Yep. (laughs) This So this book, The Kabbalion, was originally published in 1908, mm. which means that it's in the public domain, so you can get it for free. So that's a bonus. That's good to know. And it's published under the authorship of The Three Initiates, which makes it sound really mystical. Yeah. Um, but really, it's this um, guy called William Walker Atkinson. Okay, yeah. Uh, who was just like kind of a, a new thought guru of the turn of the century, you know, kind of when spiritualism was becoming mm-hmm, really mm-hmm. big again and stuff like that. So I think the three initiates, in in my cynical point of view, is probably just a marketing ploy. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, to make it sound more witchy than <laughs> yeah, actually exactly. it maybe is. Yeah. But basically these hermetic philosophies have fed into a lot of what became modern witchcraft in the Mm -hmm. 20th century. Yep. Um, So it's not necessarily taking, like, everything in hermetic philosophy. It's sort of, like, been Mm rebranded by these kind of er early Wiccans and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. And, again, as I was saying, when I saw the principles, I was like, I know that I have these principles written down somewhere. (laughs) Because I too will have seen them probably from Maggie Hazeman's Witchcraft 101 when I first started out on my journey of witchcraft. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that they're at the start of my Book of Shadows um, or mm-hmm. my original Book of Shadows. Yeah, anyway. and lots of witchcraft practitioners will talk about the principles and you'll definitely hear about the universal laws all over the place in manifestation, like I mentioned. But Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of them... Like you say, it's just things that you're like, oh, you'll go, oh, I didn't realize that that was one of them. Like, Mm -hmm. one of them is as above, so below. That's Mm -hmm. something that we say all the time in witchcraft that's, you know, seen everywhere. But you might not necessarily know that this is kind of where it goes back to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Unless you're a super nerd like me. Yeah. Sorry about it. So Can't stop, won't stop. (laughs) What is the first hermetic principle? Yeah. So there are seven, the first being the principle of mentalism. Yep. So this basically teaches that what they refer to as the all, mm-hmm. a.k.a. source, yep. a.k.a. spirit, etc., etc. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In this book, it's called The All, capital A, mm-hmm. that the, the all is mind, 
mm-hmm. and that the universe is mental. So everything that exists is, is basically created through the mind of the all. Yeah. And that's really interesting. I'm reading this from Wealth Creation Mastermind. <laughs> um, and well, the first bit is my own thoughts on it. You know, we talk in psychology about perception mm-hmm. and how essentially everything in life is how your brain perceives it. Mm-hmm. You know, do we all see colours the same? Or is it to do with the cones and the rods in your eyes? Do we all hear sounds the same? Do we all perceive things the same in the way th- people are saying things in tone, etc., etc.? Um, and it says here on this website, quantum physics teaches us that our entire universe is a product of both our conscious and our subconscious minds, our thoughts and our emotions. So basically what they're saying that if you can harness that power you can essentially create what you want to create because Mm -hmm. the universe exists in your mind Mm -hmm. anyway yeah and in witchcraft we use this principle to teach about the power of intention right Mm -hmm. you have to have a thought before you can bring anything into existence everything that has been created by humans started as um started on the mental plane Mm -hmm. as a thought Mm -hmm. now The Kabbalion spends pages and pages and pages first saying that the all is unknowable Mm -hmm. and then goes on for ages to try to explain what it is. (laughs) But if we were to give you a Cliff Notes version of what we think it is, here it is. (laughs) Which I always see as a human creation. Maybe Mm. this, you know, he's the goat, so maybe this Hermes Trismegistus guy actually did know what the source of creation was and could mm-hmm. explain it. Mm. But probably, as with all cosmology, mm-hmm. it comes from the human mind mm-hmm. trying to use our limited senses and resources to mm-hmm. make sense of something that is ultimately unknowable. Yeah, absolutely. And that, I think, is why when we say that the universe is mental and we create our own realities as it were because even a person of you know really devout faith will do certain things because they think that's what their creator Mm -hmm. wants them to do whether that is or isn't the case Mm -hmm. or not so therefore do you not create the situation by believing in it Mm -hmm. so much um it's a bit like a tulpa in that respect you bring it into creation just by thinking about it Mm -hmm. yeah and then You know, there are all these people who were like, oh, you know, this existence is just a simulation or, you know, we all live inside um, the matrix, matrix, a computer program, whatever, whatever. And to a certain extent, the principle of mentalism could be seen to support that. It's basically telling you that you can get the cheat codes, though, isn't it? Like, if we do live in a computer simulation, okay, but, like, give me the cheat code so I can get all of the money, all of the cars, <laughs> whatever it is you want to do. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about Grand Theft Auto now. But, um, <laughs> where, yeah, where you have unlimited wealth and all that and you bring these things, you're essentially, yeah, you're getting the download for the cheat codes for mm-hmm. the universe, essentially, is what we're looking for with the principle of mentalism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and you mentioned sort of one of the key concepts of the next principle, which is the principle of correspondence, mm-hmm. which is where we get this idea of as above, so below. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where astrology derives from. Mm-hmm. So it basically says, you know, whatever happens here happens there. Yeah, and it's the idea of you get 
back what you put out, mm-hmm. isn't it? It's that kind of mirroring effect of if I put positive energy into the world, I'm going to receive positive energy back. If I put negative energy into the world, the universe is going to mirror that negative energy back to me mm-hmm. in some way, shape or form. Yeah, because on a personal level, it goes from as above, so below to as within, so without. Yes, Mm-hmm. So whatever is going on inside you is what you're going to see reflected back to you in your external reality. Yeah, absolutely. But also, you know, this can be tied to what we see in the heavens, what's going on in the stars mm-hmm. is reflected in in our sort of collective reality through concepts developed in astrology. It also ties in with, we were talking about, you know, the manifestation process and things, because if you don't truly believe that you're going to get the thing, Mm -hmm. and that's why people do a lot of, like, visualization, or you do that whole act as though you have the job that you want, Mm -hmm. dress the job you want, not the job you have, Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff, because it's that idea of the universe will reflect that energy back to you. So if I say, I am the CEO of my own company, I will become the CEO of my own company, Mm -hmm. because... I'll get boss energy. Yeah, I am the the CEO of my own company. It's not that great. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a goal of mine to be the CEO of any company, but that was just an example. (laughs) But it's that idea of when you're manifesting things that you need to be in the right frame of mind to make the thing happen. And it's the same we talked about this in terms of like, should I blow out my candles or will that blow the negativity away? If you believe that, sorry, blow the positivity away, if you believe that it's going to blow away the good energy of your spell, then it will. Because mm-hmm. you're put, you're going to get out what you yeah. put out, sort of thing. Yeah. The next one is the uh, principle of vibration, which we've talked about loads of times mm-hmm. on this podcast. It's probably the best known of the hermetic principles because yeah. it is so closely associated with the law of attraction. Yeah, and it's, you know, and we talk about this from like a scientific point of view and that scientifically that's correct. Mm-hmm. Everything on earth vibrates because we're made of atoms and that's what atoms do i don't know why they do that but they do you'd have to ask one the idea that things vibrate at different frequencies and therefore if you can tap into the frequency of the thing that is vibrating you can utilize its energy or Mm -hmm. you can be on its wavelength as it were yeah with the vibration and it ties back to the principle of mentalism in that Mm -hmm. your thoughts have vibrations of their own yes yeah and it it also ties back into the principle of correspondence in that if you want a certain vibration to come into your life you need to reach a certain level of vibration however please don't take that as a you're not high vibe enough Mm -hmm. and we're not telling you that you need to be of a certain level of vibration but if you're not if you're trying to attain something that's you know if I think about crystals for an example Mm -hmm. if I'm trying to utilize the energy of rose quartz but I'm working at a completely different vibration it might not help me in that moment maybe I need to work with a different crystal that's on the same wavelength as me at that point in time so that I can really get some of that energy to change my vibration to to get the support that I need or to move into the place that I want to be Mm -hmm. yeah and you also can't like if your ultimate goal is to get to the vibration of joy Mm -hmm. but you're hanging around in the vibration of depression yeah no amount of like crystals or herbs or affirmations or anything is going to get you directly from depression to joy no and well two points on that one is 
there are certain things that are going to raise your vibrations in different ways, mm-hmm. but it's not spirituality in terms of you might need to go to the doctor mm-hmm. and you might need to get medication, mm-hmm. you might need to get therapy. These things can all change your vibration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the herbs that you might need to um, get into vibrational frequency with is Prozac. Yeah, exactly. And also something that's really important to remember that my frequency of joy and your frequency of joy are not the same thing Mm -hmm. because we're all different human beings which is why sometimes and we've talked about this a lot is sometimes that law of attraction you can attract anything you want here's how to make a million dollars doesn't always work because we're not all going to vibrate at the same frequency we're not all looking to vibrate at the same frequency some of us are just looking to find joy at thirty thousand pounds as opposed to joy at a million pounds do you know what i mean like it's not necessarily about being the same as other people and i think sometimes you can have that comparisonitis can't Mm -hmm. you of you know well why are they getting this why are they getting that i'm not high vibe enough but actually what is joy for you what are you looking for yeah i mean we say that your your vibration is going to be reflected back to you in your external reality Mm -hmm. but you get to decide what joy looks like yeah that's not a choice that someone else can make for you there's not a set point of what joy looks like Mm -hmm. that is true for all people yeah and i think that's the same with high vibe there's not there's not a set point of like you've reached 100 on the vibration scale you're at the top (laughs) you're the best like (laughs) which is confusing because you can actually measure vibrations like it is quantifiable yeah you can but it's the I don't know, size of the vibration. I don't know what <laughs> wavelength. wavelength of the vibration. I was going to say like, you know, when you have an earthquake with, with Richter scale, whatever your vibration is falling on the Richter scale, does higher mean better if that's not where you want to be? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think everybody should have their own personal Richter scale for vibrations. Yeah. That's my and, you know, back to what we were talking about with source being unknowable mm-hmm. and humans trying to make sense of unknowable concepts sometimes people are just making shit up yeah like us on this podcast (laughs) way often i mean we don't make stuff up we're trying to understand things and we're trying to explore difficult concepts yeah i mean i did research for this podcast this week as opposed to my usual just giving you my ill-informed opinions (laughs) on whatever we're talking about apparently i'm the only person on earth that's actually read this book (laughs) yeah I'm sure there's one other person. If you've read it, please message your name so she doesn't feel so alone. <laughs> this is what happens when you let a Sagittarian and a Taurian start a podcast. The Sagittarian picks the Kabbalion and the Taurian picks dinosaurs. Like, <laughs> Right, right, right. You've heard us talk many, many times about the principle of polarity, and this is definitely a mind-blowing concept. We are exploring some polar... Well, opposites in our relationship. Is it mind blowing or can stuff do two things? Well, I think the extremes to which stuff can do two things Mm -hmm. within the principle of polarity can bend your mind a little. Yeah, absolutely. In this podcast, we believe stuff can do two things and it can, but sometimes. Yeah, the wildness of the two things. Mm-hmm. It's, quite, yeah. it's quite vast. Because stuff can actually be two things. Yeah. Right? So really smart astrophysicists mm-hmm. have recently discovered that the universe is actually like bending, arcing around onto itself. It's like a saddle shape. Is it going to keep doing that? Well, potentially. What happens when we get to the other side? Don't know. 
who did I have this conversation with recently? One of the people in my work, we were in the car, we were driving home, and they were talking about this. Apparently there's a documentary about this on Netflix. I'll need to find out from them what it was. But it's basically the idea that you go so far that you get back to the start. Mm-hmm. That's what the universe is doing. That's kind of the principle of polarity as well. Yeah. It's saying that things on a pole are opposite, but they're also the same. Yeah, is it linear or circular? You know, you're at one end of the circle, but actually by the time you go around to the complete other end, you're actually back to the start. Mm -hmm. I remember having this conversation once with someone, and it was about vaccines, it was about COVID vaccines. So if you don't want to listen to this, skip ahead. But it was the idea that the person had gone like, vaccines are bad, what we need to do, and you know, because blah 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 blah. What we need if only there was some way that we could introduce a really small amount of the disease to the population so that they would build up an immunity. And we're like, this person is so anti vax that they've invented pro vaccine. <laughs> yeah. Like and it's that polarity mm-hmm. of you can only go so far before you get back to the starting mm-hmm. point. I know we've talked about this concept before. I'm not sure if we've discussed it on the podcast. Mm -hmm. So apologies if I'm repeating myself, but it's also similar to that idea of how like nervousness and excitement show up the exact same in your body and Mm -hmm. your brain can't actually tell the difference. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because they're at opposite ends of the same spectrum of emotion so much so that they're the same, Mm -hmm. essentially. Like, yeah, Uh uh-huh. It is really interesting. I feel like polarity is one of those ones where you could just get... It's like a shower thought Mm -hmm. type thing where you could just stand in the shower for six hours Mm -hmm. thinking about the process of polarity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's wild. See, I told you it was mind-blowing. Yeah. I just like to think of it as stuff can do two things. (laughs) As a former dancer, I love to contemplate the principle of rhythm. Yes. Rhythm is something actually that... You wouldn't think it, but actually comes up across lots of different things. Mm-hmm. So in the runes, the Elder Futhark runes, there is the rune Rado, which looks like a spiky R, mm-hmm. and it is rhythm. That's what uh-huh. um, it stands for, and it's basically the rhythm of life mm-hmm. and how you go along with that rhythm. So I think it Rado means riding, but like as the actual word, but the concept is rhythm. So you're kind of riding along on your horse, if you think about mm-hmm. a horse kind of going at a rhythm um, and how you kind of manage the bumps in the road that mm-hmm. come along. Yeah. yeah, And, you know, within your body, you have your heartbeat, you have your breath, you mm-hmm. have these constant patterns of rhythm. We talk a lot about the wheel of the year. Mm-hmm. Really, like, I love to be in tune with the phases of the moon Mm -hmm. and the changes of the seasons. And that's all part of the principle of rhythm. And it's just this idea that everything kind of changes and flows and moves at not always at an even pace, but Mm -hmm. kind of that just that things are are always changing. Yeah, I uh, I laughed there. Have you ever got into the trap where you start blinking along in time to a song and then you can't stop? No. No, you've never done that. <laughs> Didn't Maybe know that was the thing. Right in if you've ever done that. Um, so I don't, I don't feel alone. But yeah, you start kind of blanking in time to the tune and then you're like, I can't stop. I don't know how I normally blink. <laughs> <laughs> how often a minute do I usually shut my eyes? Um, what's that could really, be an effect of the principle of rhythm. It could be, yeah. I'm a sucker for it. 
one of the things I think sometimes that's how you know when things are off mm-hmm. is when you notice the difference in the rhythm. It's something I've been watching a lot of nature documentaries recently. Mm-hmm. I've been very tired and I just want to listen to David Attenborough talk mm-hmm. to me about fish. And that's how we know a lot of the time that things are going wrong in mm-hmm. our world because yeah. the rhythms are changing mm-hmm. and it's massively affecting things. Yeah. So actually every time at this year this thing happens and these fish eat these fish and those fish go and do something else and they get eaten by the bigger fish. But now the wee fish aren't there because something has happened mm-hmm. and it's changed the rhythm of nature. So the wee fish don't come, so the big fish don't come and then it affects Yeah, because the cycle. all life on Earth depends on the rhythm of the natural world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if the rhythm is disturbed, we're all totally fucked. Yeah. It's also kind of the wheel of fortune mm-hmm. energy as well. This idea that like, if things are going good, wait. If things are going bad, wait. Yes. Yeah. It will change. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we can see this in like the swing of a pendulum as well, but sometimes in your life, you can, Actually, if you work with some of the, some of the other principles like vibration and correspondence and things mm-hmm. like that, you can get more of a bow and arrow effect where you might feel yourself being drawn back into something really shitty mm-hmm. on your, like, on the bad end of your pole. Mm-hmm. But you won't necessarily just swing back at the same p- pace to mm-hmm. the same opposite. Yeah. You can almost slingshot yourself ahead like a yeah. bow and arrow. Mm-hmm. If you're keeping up with your spiritual practices and stuff. Yeah, and I find that if I think about, like, here she goes again, talking about her gratitude practice. I've now become the gratitude bitch instead of the crystal bitch. (laughs) Um, Sometimes you feel yourself getting pulled back into some shitty situation, but being able to raise your vibration and potentially the principle of polari and being able to see that actually this bad thing is maybe not such a bad thing because because of the bad thing you're right next to a good thing or whatever mm-hmm. it is you can slingshot yourself back into being in a better headspace and being more positive and you you turn that wheel of fortune mm-hmm. yourself almost instead of sometimes you have to wait sometimes you have to wait out the wheel and mm-hmm. it's shite <laughs> but <laughs> sometimes you can tip the wheel a little bit just by continuing your spiritual practice mm-hmm. whatever that is for you that yeah. makes you feel meditation journaling burning shit whatever it is that's going to put you slingshot you back into the that's video. what magic and witchcraft is all about it's yeah. about being aware of these natural forces and using them in your favor to bring something in your reality that's more in line with your intention and your vibration yeah that's the whole point of these principles <laughs> of the principle of mentalism is that you're in control here mm-hmm. you can and you do have the power to change your reality so when my shower overflowed and poured through my kitchen ceiling the oh, other week no. and there's a waterfall in my kitchen i could have cried but my kitchen would have just been more wet <laughs> so what i did was i thought well We've got money to do this kitchen up. What we'll do with that money instead is we'll do the bathroom up. And that put me in a much better place vibrationally because I was like, there's a a positive in this. And I was able to use my gratitude practice to propel me out of the soaking wet kitchen Mm -hmm. and into the living room with a cup of tea, which took me a bit to get because I couldn't get to the sink because there was water pouring out (laughs) of the ceiling on top of it. But we move. We use our spirituality to propel ourselves away from Mm -hmm. these situations. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the principle of rhythm also states that eventually your house is going to be peaceful and lovely. and Yeah, just eventually there won't be water pouring out my ceiling. <laughs> Hopefully, anyway. <laughs> What's the next principle? The principle of cause and effect. 
Mm-hmm. Now, this one is sometimes dangerously oversimplified to down to everything happens for a reason, with the implication that like everything happens for a good reason. Yeah, and that if you're in a really shitty situation, mm-hmm. it's because there's a good reason mm-hmm. for it. And there's not always. It's much, much more complex than that. There is a reason for it. Mm -hmm. Every cause or every effect has a cause. You can see the links between, you know, all of the things that have happened to you in your life. But there's no judgment on that. That doesn't mean that it's a good reason. No, absolutely not. And if I think about people who are maybe living in very difficult situations, for example, you could quite easily say, well, you create your reality. Mm-hmm. This is because you're not doing enough. But if you're being, and you're not high vibe and you're not all of these things, <laughs> but if you're being realistic about it, as a lot of people don't know how to change their situation, they mm-hmm. don't have the skills, it's generational trauma, like all sorts of things that are being, again, polarity, correspondence what's been put out is given back and it's just a continuing cycle mm-hmm. yeah and that people don't people know how to and, break people and forces who are much more powerful than you can swoop in and fuck up your life and you have yeah. no control over it mm-hmm. you know you could be in an earthquake you could be in a war-torn country for a year yeah and no matter how much time you're spending meditating or how much gratitude you're practicing how long your gratitude list is like yeah. you can you can change your perception of those situations and you can to a certain extent lessen your suffering or ease your grief through spiritual practices but you can't change the fact that the earthquake happened and yeah. I, I don't believe that you manifested an no. earthquake no yeah there are certain things in life that just happen for their own reasons, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? And maybe that you, if you went back to the source, there would be a reason, but it's probably mm-hmm. nothing to do with you yeah. as an there individual. there is a cause to yeah. the earthquake, but there was fuck all you could do about yeah. it. Yeah, it's definitely not as simple as saying, you did this and therefore that's why that happened. Because mm-hmm. um, there's all sorts of extenuating circumstances as to why you might have chosen to do a mm-hmm. thing. This was another part of the conversation I had with my colleague the other day. Of, she asked me if I believed in, like, fate, like, as in, like, predetermined mm-hmm. futures. Yeah. And I was like, no, I believe in the multiverse. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we talked about the idea that every time you make a decision there's almost like an offshoot into the different realities of mm-hmm. what could have been from that decision. But there's any number of reasons, because there's any number of decisions that led up to that mm-hmm. decision as to why you made that choice. And some of them aren't about you, because sometimes you're in a situation where you're not really given very many options, mm-hmm. and none of them are the option that you would have chosen if you were given the choice, but you have to do one anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely more complicated, I think, than just... You did mm-hmm. that, so that's why that happened. Yeah. And there are situations where we can take back our power with the principle mm-hmm. of cause and effect. And, like, before we take action on our thoughts, think through what the effects are going to be. We've talked before about, like, baneful magic. Yeah. And, you know, the principle of cause and effect is something that you really want to consider there. If mm-hmm. I take this action in my spell, what is the effect going to be that maybe – I can't necessarily foresee, or what are the unintended unintended consequences yeah. of my actions? Yeah, absolutely. And thinking about, like you say, it's the things you can't foresee, the things that you don't think about, the situations that you're potentially never going to expect to occur mm-hmm. that could occur. You can never be prepared for everything mm-hmm. to happen because, again, sometimes shit happens. 
But yeah, if you're in a position where you can think about the cause mm-hmm. and effect of something that you're going to do, it comes back to that correspondence of what am I going to put out here? What am I going to get back mm-hmm. for it? Yeah. Yeah. That's why I like to inc- include words like, you know, may this spell be for the highest good of all. Yeah. Whenever I'm working a piece of magic or something like that, just, just to like, it's like a, a little addendum that covers mm-hmm. your bases. <laughs> Although, as a caveat to that, I would say it depends on the spell because if I'm doing like, uh, I don't want to say a banishing spell, but like a cord cutting or something like that, I'm, at that point in time, I'm not really interested in the good of the other people because the good of the other people might not be for my highest good. That's so, why it's for the good of all. It's for your highest good and for their highest good. And however they overlap and interweave with each other. Yeah. It's still for your highest good. True. True. This is very, very true. The last hermetic principle. <laughs> the last hermetic yes. principle is potentially much more controversial in 2023 than it was in 1903 or yes. whenever this book was written. It is the principle of gender. Yes. Now, as a reminder, this is nothing to do with physical gender with reproductive organs Mm -hmm. or anything like that it's about the masculine and feminine energy Mm -hmm. but of course a lot of people are asking should we even be using the terms masculine and feminine energy anymore yeah this is something i actually thought about recently when i was thinking about like because i was pulling the emperor card quite a lot Mm -hmm. um, which i think i've mentioned on the podcast and that was kind of asking me to step into that air quotes masculine energy and i was like i I was also like should we be using masculine and feminine energy i struggle with it because it makes so much sense to me yeah i think of it like you say when i'm thinking about it i'm not thinking about anybody's actual gender or Mm -hmm. i'm not thinking about their like you say reproductive organs Mm -hmm. or anything like that i'm just thinking about it as the sort of two types of energy the yin and yang that exist in the universe and the principle of gender is very much like a subset of the principle of polarity yeah i don't know why this is the one pole that they took out and decided to focus on Mm -hmm. but it it the principle of gender is very very much a spectrum that bends around to become yeah. circle yeah absolutely and i think and again i'm not speaking from personal experience so if anybody does have personal experience of this please do write us and tell us if i'm being a dickhead right now but the idea of i think when people are like non-binary is that they don't specifically identify with either but it doesn't mean that they don't have elements of both of those mm-hmm. within their personality. Yeah. Like sometimes, like when I think of feminine energy, and I probably live more in my feminine energy than I do in my masculine energy most of the time. It's that kind of caring, nurturing, self-sacrificing mm-hmm. <laughs> at times nature. It's the Queen of Cups, where you're, mm-hmm. or the Empress, where you're going out of your way to support other people and and give that nurture and care it's the divine mother energy mm-hmm. whereas the masculine energy is the emperor it's the king of wands that's the i'm here i'm in charge not in a necessarily i mean if it, it could be toxic masculine and we could do a whole episode about that but well and it's more it's that if it's balanced masculine energy Mm -hmm. then it's like i'm here and i know what i'm doing and i know what i'm talking about but it's not bossy or arrogant or anything like that yeah which is why it's so important to have a balance of both masculine and feminine energy or like you'll see on my blog i will sometimes write feminine slash receptive 
and yeah. masculine slash projective. So it's, you know, another way to look at this pole is sort of giving and receiving. Yeah. And if you're, if you're constantly giving, that's not healthy. If no. you're constantly immersed in your, in your feelings and in your like subconscious mind, mm-hmm. that's not necessarily healthy. And conversely, if you are constantly expecting others to give to you, if you're constantly taking, if you're constantly forcing your will on other people, Mm -hmm. that's obviously not healthy either. So everybody has to have a balance of both of those poles. And it's really just kind of semantic what we call it. Yeah, I was going to say, I think I liked those terms receptive and projective because, again, I feel that's probably a better terminology in terms of the type of energy that you're using. I was just having a look there about like yin and yang energy and mm-hmm. the whole idea, if you if you know the yin and yang symbol, it's the two little squiggles in each one. So there's a white one that has a black dot and there's a black mm-hmm. one that has a white dot. And the whole idea is that for yin to flow effectively and to work effectively, it has to have elements of yang and vice versa. That's why they have the little dots in each of them because you need the balance of the other side for your energy to, to flow effectively. Mm-hmm. And yes, you can be more in your projective energy but you still need to have some of that receptive energy to be able to be in balance and listen to other people and not be domineering and be a a tyrant essentially (laughs) do you know what i mean a dictator um or just a dick yeah which is why it's called masculine energy sorry anyway um whereas and again like you say we have both been there where we've been too much in our feminine energy mm-hmm. and you're trying to do too much for other people and you're not putting yourself first and all these sorts of things. So it is about that balance. But I like those, I liked those terms that you used rather than using gender or genderized mm-hmm. <laughs> terms. Um, projective and receptive sound good. Yeah. Like I said, this principle is just an offshoot of the principle of polarity. So yeah, absolutely. if you understand the principle of polarity, you understand the principle of gender, whether you call it gender or not yeah absolutely and again i think actually when we're talking about if we're talking about gender as in gender and gender politics Mm -hmm. the principle of principle of polarity would be really interesting to introduce into that Mm -hmm. especially for people who don't believe in things like non-binary and you know trans and all these sorts Mm -hmm. of things and who don't approve in that we're all on the same Mm -hmm. spectrum or that you can identify as woman but still like want to wear men's clothes and you could identify as a man but still want to wear makeup and you can identify as neither and still do those mm-hmm. things as well like it's not um there's no specific behavior that is linked to each one you can run around all over that pole because they're the same thing yeah it's because for some people wearing makeup gives them a projective energy mm-hmm. because it makes them feel powerful and mm-hmm. it makes them feel strong but you would think that that was receptive energy because makeup is traditionally for women mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all very interesting. Yeah. Uh, if there are any other Ravenclaws out there who want me to teach a class on the Kabbalion, yeah. I'd, I'd be up for that. <laughs> yeah. Let me know. Online workshops. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hit us with a, an epic segue. Epic segue. Mm-hmm. Epic segue incoming. If you can master the seven hermetic principles, your life should be more awesome. 
Nicely but done. I think you can make it awesome without even being in control of all of the seven hermetic principles. How are you being more awesome this week, Renee? Uh, I discovered a new witchy shop in oh. Glasgow. So apologies for those of you who won't be able to access this because you don't live here. Yeah. But um, it's called Zalem. Mm. Zalem. Zalem. I think it's Zalem gift mm. shop. It is on Dumbarton Road, just down from the Partick train station. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea it was there. No. I'd never heard of it. I'd never seen anybody mention it on Instagram. And we just happened to be walking by. First, I found a 10-pound note in the road. Oh, amazing. So I picked that up and put it in my bag. I thought that I saw the person who it belonged to because a few seconds earlier, I saw somebody on a bicycle, like, leaning down and picking stuff up out of the street. And I was mm. like, what's going on? And then Jeff was like, look, a 10-pound note. And I was like, I bet it belongs to that person on the bicycle. But they were already riding away. So mm. I was like, now it's mine. Yep. Too bad. So sad. And then a couple minutes later, we walked past this shop and I saw out of the corner of my eye, Rebecca Campbell Oracle Cards. Yeah, you were like, this looks like a shop I'm interested in. I started (laughs) looking at the window and I was like, it's full of witchy things. Yes. So I made my husband promise we could go in if we walked past there on the way home. And we went and did our thing, sort of unsuccessfully, because the thing I meant to see was actually closed and didn't open for another hour and 15 minutes. And Mm. I was too impatient to wait. Yep. Used my 10-pound note to buy us a hot chocolate, had five pounds left over. Popped into the witchy shop on the way back, bought a little incense casket thing that's super cute. Nice. But also, they were like, oh, we're just, we just opened in December. We're brand new. We're working on soundproofing our back room so we can offer hypnotherapy mm-hmm. and um, energy healing, tarot readings and things like that. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. Sounds awesome. I looked around a little bit more and I was like, who do you have coming in to do your tarot readings? And he was like, well, actually, we don't have anyone yet. And I was like, well, I offer tarot readings. Oh, my God. So in addition to going and checking out this super cute shop with tons of stuff, there was a shirt that I saw that made me think of you. I'll show you the picture later. In addition to going there and checking out this shop, if you're in the sort of far West End area, you should also ask them about their tarot readings and say, oh, I would love to get a reading here from Renee of Sagittarian Tarot. Yeah. That would be cool. Imagine you set up shop there a couple of days a week and mm-hmm. the tarot readings. Yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah, even one day a week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if it's fully booked. Yeah. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. How good would that be? That's so exciting. I'm so excited for you. So the universe 100% led me into that shop they on did. that day. Yep. So that was pretty awesome. The shop was awesome, but also the awesome. like experience was kind of awesome. Who knows if they'll remember who I am and if they'll ask me did to come back them and your business readings. Card? But um, I don't have tarot business cards oh, yet, yeah. but I did message them on Instagram right after I walked out of the shop. So. Good move. That's a good move. I love that for you. Love it. What's making you feel more awesome this week? I was going to talk about this last week because I forgot we were doing the Moon Magic episode. So I'm going to admit that I hardcore rolled my eyes when I saw what you wrote down. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't know why I wrote it down like that, but that's obviously how I felt about it in the moment. Good. I'm glad I've, it's making you feel that good. <laughs> I've written, for those of you at home wondering why Renee's <laughs> rolling her eyes at me, I've written The Joy of Movement. Because I'm that bitch now. (laughs) No, basically, I decided this year that I wanted to move more. And it's always something that I've struggled with, um, having been overweight for most of my life. Movement and exercise has always been tied to weight loss and changing my body and almost like a punishment 
mm-hmm. you have to work super hard and you have to do yeah. these things to try and lose weight etc cetera, etc cetera. so I've been trying to look for ways that I could get more movement into my life without that feeling mm-hmm. and I came across this Instagram page it was an ad on Instagram for this company called Body Image Fitness mm-hmm. and basically they run an anti-diet body positive pro moving your body for joy fitness classes type thing Mm -hmm. so you sign up i think basically you can sign up from anywhere in the world because the classes are all online cool so you sign up they also have different payment levels so they have the kind of what it costs to for a person to go to the class they then have a cheaper option for people who maybe can't afford that and then they have a slightly more expensive option for people who maybe do have a bit more disposable income and who can then almost support the people Mm -hmm. who are maybe not able to pay the full amount, which I thought was a really nice concept for people to do. And then you get access to, they basically run classes every day of the week. They run classes in the morning, they run classes at night, and you can sign up to as many as you want. They also quite, because they're all done over Zoom, they also record pretty much all of their classes Mm -hmm. and they also get uploaded to an online library. So even if you can't go to any of the classes that week, you can still access all of the classes online and you can do them like in your own time Mm -hmm. and it's just been really nice because I've been trying out some new classes and movements and found things that I've really enjoyed that I would never have done before started doing kettlebells which are fun apparently but they also they also have like really good music it's also very much we're gonna do this for 40 seconds if you can only do 20, that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. If you get to 30 and think you've done enough, that's also fine. Mm-hmm. If you want to push to 40, amazing. Do whatever feels right. Kim, who is the owner of the company, always says there is no moral value in any of the things that we are doing. We are here to move our bodies to feel good. And also, a lot of the the trainers have different body shapes as well. It's not just your standard super slim athletic trainers Mm -hmm. they look different they're different sizes and they do movements so like i was doing something the other day and they were like if you have a belly you might want to do the movement this way because it will give you more range of motion and i was like i've never been to a class where anybody has taken into consideration the fact that your body might be different Mm -hmm. from theirs which is just really interesting Mm -hmm. and it's all about we did a dance workout the other day where we were to quote kick the patriarchy in the face (laughs) (laughs) so it's all things like that it's all it's a good laugh they always pick really good music it's always just very joyous it's not about sweating to burn calories Mm -hmm. it's about moving your body to feel good and I've just been really really enjoying it and it's been motivating me to actually want to move my body Mm -hmm. because even on days where I maybe have thought like last night I was like a missed all of the classes by the time I got in and done all my stuff but I was like you know what I'm gonna put on one of the videos that are on the online library and I'm just gonna do a class anyway Mm -hmm. and it was just it's just making me feel much more motivated to move my body so that's amazing yeah and I could see as you were talking about it like how much fun you were having yeah like I actually want to do it it doesn't feel Mm -hmm. like I'm doing it for punishment it feels like I'm I feel better in myself for just moving my body, mm-hmm. um, which is really good. So I've been super enjoying that. So we can share links to Body Image Fitness if anybody's interested in going along. You definitely should. All of the trainers that I've met so far are super lovely and make you feel super welcome. There's been occasions where I've been the only person in the class because it's obviously just been a quiet night or whatever mm-hmm. and you just get to chat with the trainer and oh, stuff, okay. which is super nice as well. Just thinking about that makes me feel a little nauseous. They're really lovely. They're really nice. <laughs> And also because it's online on Zoom, I, what I do is I have it on my phone and then I like screen it onto the TV. But I just turn my 
camera and my mic off so like they can't see you doing mm-hmm. the exercise so and they're very much like if you don't want to do this just bop on the spot or whatever mm-hmm. type thing so no one even has to see you doing mm-hmm. the exercises which is also really good yeah. as well so yeah amazing and i bet you don't come home covered in bruises like i do from my dance class only if i drop the kettlebells in <laughs> <Ouch>. <laughs> yeah oh love it right well if you didn't know what the Kabbalion was before today, <laughs> yeah. and now you do, and you have thoughts about it, you should get in touch. Send us an email at awesomeon20 at gmail.com. Um, if you think that we totally misinterpreted some of these hermetic principles, we want to hear what the right answer is. We'll talk about it. Come hang out with us on Instagram. That's where all the cool kids are. I'm at Renee underscore awesomeon20. I'm at Louise underscore awesomeon20. And obviously, if you're not on Instagram, you're still cool. Yeah, obviously. That's totally fine, also. <laughs> You can check out show notes for this episode with links to everything that we talked about, including that super cool gift shop and Louise's fitness classes at awesomeon20.com slash episode 91. While you're there, make yourself some healthy-ish waffles with lemon and chia seeds. Oh, delicious. That Mm -hmm. sounds good. They're also made with whole wheat flour. Mm. So you can trick yourself into thinking you're being healthy. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And then you cover them in butter and syrup. Yeah. Um, I'm updating my recipes for Ostara, so you'll find a new and improved version of that post. And then if you think, I need to hydrate more, Mm -hmm. but I don't like drinking water, get yourself some fresh herbs and fruit, including lime, ginger, and lemongrass. Make yourself an infused water and make water fun and magical. Yeah, that sounds amazing. That'd be great for exercising with. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you want to be super awesome, it would be super helpful for us if you would leave us a review on your favorite podcast app. And while you're there, you'll probably see five empty little stars. Fill them up. Fill them right up. Click all five. This is a five-star podcast. We give you five-star content that you maybe don't understand, but it's fine. We'll explain it to you throughout the throughout the podcast. I don't understand either. It's cool. <laughs> you do. You understand now. I do now because I was on this podcast you've been um, educated i have been. yeah <laughs> give us five stars because we deserve it we work hard i researched for this episode i've worked hard give me the five stars if you want to be even more awesome you can support us on patreon we're at patreon.com forward slash awesome on 20 where for as little as one pound a month you can be inducted into the icoa the international coven of awesomeness like the lovely rebecca from the start of the podcast you can join our icoa group chat on instagram where you can just get in on all the fun that we're having over there i can't even describe to you how fun it is it's super freaking fun you want to be involved if you want to support us at one of the higher tiers you'll get things like ad free recipes patreon exclusive recipes you can get journal prompts spells rituals you get extended editions of the podcast you get bonus videos you get money off renee's sagittarian tarot and coaching you get early access to our Witchcraft Academy sessions. You can join our book club. The list is getting longer and longer all of the time. <laughs> Why are you not signed up? Find us at patreon.com forward slash on 20 Yeah, as of recording, there are only six tickets left for the Ostara ritual. Oh, that's exciting. So get on it. Do it. Absolutely. Get on it now. I'm sorry I made you talk about nerd things. That's fine. I love to nerd out with you. Yay! (laughs) That's why we do this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get out of here. Bye. Bye.
Recognize my finger. Yeah, it's the same thumb every single time. 